0: Has Questions, a show about people and things that make life interesting here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm your host, Andrea Myers, and I have to say, I have questions. So let's get started. Welcome to a special Mother's Day edition of Andrea Has Questions. This is not like other Mother's Day specials. Uh, This is about those of us whose mothers have passed away. Um, The whole intent of this is really to just Give space to those of us whose parents, moms, of course have have passed on, um, to talk about what was so amazing about them. Um, so I'm excited about sharing today's episode. I spend some time with uh, my friends Adam and Natalie here in the studio, and then I have a couple of interviews at the end with my friends Jackie and Ruth, and. Um, we'll mostly have this episode will be audio. There will be the Adam and Natalie, uh, interview will be on YouTube, but for the the rest of the episode will be on, um, just on audio. So I hope that you'll listen. Um, this isn't for everyone. You know, I think that if you are, um, there's Hector. (laughs) I think that if you are new to losing your mom or losing a parent, Uh, This is maybe not for you. Um, If you know someone who's lost someone, though, it might be good. We talk a lot about, you know, how do you support uh, friends and family who've lost loved ones? And I think that's really nice. Um, And, you know, it's just a good it's just a a feel I think a feel good episode. Um, It definitely has moments that feel sad as you would imagine. But I think for the most part, it's pretty upbeat. So I hope that you'll consider listening and uh, and let me know what you think. Um, being someone who's lost both of their parents, I love the opportunity to talk about my mom. And uh, so it was really cool to give people the opportunity to do that today, so. Hello and welcome to Andrea Has Questions. Today's a very special show. I'm excited. I've two guests in the studio with me today and then we have more guests coming on um, virtually, which will be really fun. So, um Adam Fluke is here. Yes, again. my second.
1: My second time.
0: Again a repeat. I'm
1: a, I'm a boomerang. Yeah. <laughs> Andrea has questions. <laughs>
0: and natalie haggard is here fan of the show making my debut yes fan of the show but you're coming back because i've already you're already on my list oh wow okay to be an actual like full-time guest like a real guest yeah no this i mean you're a real guest now but this
1: isn't an audition
0: (laughs) i mean maybe a little bit i don't know Uh, i'm
2: not a special episode but just like a regular episode
0: right got it right okay so, there are regular episodes, there are special episodes, then there are the happy hour spinoff shows. So, there are all kinds I, of I Andrea's Question shows. I could do all of that. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, after, I don't know, how long has it been? Five months? I feel like, oh no, it's only been four months. I feel like we can have all kinds of special editions.
3: Yeah. First Your show.
0: I can do whatever I want. Um, so, this is a really special uh, edition because we're talking about Mother's Day. But it's a special Mother's Day episode, because we all have something in common, and that is that our mothers have passed away. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like it could be very dark, (laughs) but (laughs) we're going to make it not dark.
1: I mean, I think that that's the point, (laughs) to show people that... There's a lot of nuance to losing your mom. Indeed. And Mother's Day can be a tough day, but it can also bring some joy if you're able to reflect on a lot of good memories.
0: That's right. That's right. And, uh, yeah, so, so we want to talk about what we loved about our moms, love about our moms, stories that um, inspired us or that impacted our lives, and really just use this as a time to— give a little bit of space to those of us who, you know, we don't get to call our moms and tell them happy mother's mm-hmm. day. So, we'll, you know, kind of, kind of do this instead. So I'm excited to have you all here.
1: I'm excited to be here. With yeah. This,
2: this is great. I love this because it is such a, um, people sometimes, and, and no one is ever has negative intentions, but sometimes it's like people almost tiptoe around you. Right. For, for days like this. And, and it's nice to to say no it's cool i love to talk about my mom yeah and i would love you to talk about my mom right so this is going to be fun
0: yeah and you and i adam talks about this when you were on yeah. the show before just that um yeah there's like this sense of once somebody's gone you don't get to talk about them as much people don't people feel weird asking mm. or um but
1: yeah, instead of, instead of saying the wrong thing, they just say right. nothing at all. Right. And that is sometimes the exact wrong thing to say.
0: Right. Right. So. Anyway, so this should be this should be a good, a good, yeah. a good experience. Shout
1: out to all the moms listening.
0: Shout out to the moms. Well, I was That's gonna right. ask you, Natalie, if yes. you have Mother's Day plans. You've
2: got two little ones. I do. Um we are going to brunch. Okay. And then my husband said He's going to take them somewhere. Sweet. And he wasn't sure where yet. Doesn't matter. And I said, I don't care. Yeah. Just somewhere. <laughs> so that's the plan. Somewhere other. Yeah. Just not here. <laughs> where
0: are you going to brunch?
2: At the country club. Okay. Because okay. we've really just embraced full on suburban. Yes. Um, yeah. Life. Yeah.
0: I love it. Are you out in Jinx? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's why you were very comfortable popping out over here to my- to the south Which side. Which is all out here in North Dallas.
1: Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I put your address in Google Maps and I was like, are you okay? Are you going under your own free will? You're
0: ridiculous. No, it's, it's
1: beautiful out here. It's great. Almost forgot my passport, though. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> you're, you're a mess. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'm excited um, because I, on the show we've talked the last two episodes about – my experience at La Tertulia, which I like that restaurant. It's downtown. I'm a fan, um, but I had an offensively large burrito a oh couple of weeks ago. Offensively, it was it was too big. Um, but now they're serving brunch, Ooh. and they have a breakfast burrito, and Ooh. you can't have a too big breakfast burrito. So we are going no. there on Sunday. I'm very I'm very excited. So that's what Aren't you a breakfast taco person too? I love a taco I love a burrito I love all of those things in different Compart Yeah, different um, envelopes Delivery basically.
1: systems I'm yes. curious about that brunch You're going to have to let me yeah, know please. how it is
0: Yeah, it's a new thing Host So a New
2: is tricky An update episode Now that's another one you yes, can do
0: always Always I always love a reason to talk about food
2: mm-hmm. the show. Same mm-hmm. So,
0: um, Okay, so let's get started Uh, because not just because, uh, the AC went out in, uh, the house in the top floor of the house (laughs) and we're all starting to get a little hot. Um, but because, you know, we want to get the show on the road. So (laughs) Natalie, Mm. let's start with you. Um, tell us about your mom. My mom.
2: (laughs) Um, well, I'm the oldest of three. I'm the only daughter. So she and I were the girls. Mm. In the family. Right. Um, she was the best. She she liked Diet Coke and mm-hmm. Banana Laffy Taffy and Twizzlers. Mm-hmm. And she, I, I, I don't want to give like the platitudes of like, she was such a good person and she just loved everyone and everyone loved her and all that's true. But... She uh, was really into, like, the British royal family. Oh, okay. Lots Mm. of that in my family. So, you know, I still got up at 4 a.m. last week. Did you? Because I feel like my mom would have done this. Uh She was very into that. Um, She was a reader. She liked screaming hot baths. Okay. And that's where I get it. Like, every (laughs) night of my life, I take a really hot bath, and Uh it's just— I, that's where I, I got it. Uh-huh. Um, She was the one who all my friends went to. Mm.
1: Natalie, can I ask you a question? Sure. What was your mom's name? Shay. Shay.
2: Shay. Shay Gruenberg. And she was the best. Pretty. My daughter's middle name is Shay. Oh, nice. My oldest daughter. Yeah. Nice. Um, And she died when I was in college. Um and officially it, it she died of cancer but it was one of those things i don't feel like i can claim that because as mm-hmm. a typical person who lost their mom to cancer because she was diagnosed on a thursday and she died sunday morning so it was really really oh. quick and um i was 20 well i it was 6 days before my 21st birthday so i was Gosh. in college and it was right before thanksgiving And the holidays and all of that, and so, but she was just so excited Mm. that I was at college and having fun. For you, at Oklahoma State, she loved Oklahoma State. Mm Um, and but she even in college, people who didn't even know her that long were like how's your mom? Can I talk to your mom? What would your mom do? You know, because yeah. she was just that mom. Yeah. And not in like a, I'm a cool mom, you know, but like, <laughs> she was very clear your mom and she very clearly did not take anything from anybody. Yeah. But she just had that cool way about her that I still have friends who will either say, I mean, this was 2004. So she's been gone almost 18 years, almost 19 years. Wow. Um Who will say they have a daughter Mm-hmm. And they're my friends. And then they'll say, What would Shay do? Uh. And she's like, I have a friend who did that recently that was like, I could ask my mom, but I kind of want to know what <laughs> your mom would do. Yeah. And so she was that mom. And um and yeah, she's she just Yeah. I never don't miss her. But again, I'm just at that point in the process, and we can talk about this a little bit, where th- it's such a part of me that it's not the the edges of have smoothed out a little mm. of it of the grief of it right um and so i just think about her more as just
1: she's my mom
0: yeah yeah and that's some, i mean your mom's been gone for
1: uh 22 years yeah so about the same yeah yeah, yeah. Did, did your mom like did was she feeling ill or was this like a total because it's very polar opposites for the two
2: yeah moms. your, well, your stories and, and are well and i'm gonna get into my husband's life here too. He is, he lost his mom to cancer too, but it was decades for her. So, um, she was sick for probably about a week, 10 days. I thought it was something else and just happened to. Wow. Come across it. Um, and, um, I was real mad about that for a long time.
0: Yeah.
2: And, um, but I also think that if, she was the kind of person that if she had to choose,
1: mm.
2: and that was the only way it could end, she would she would have just said, "Shut it, we're let's just leave it." Here. Yeah. Um, and so I, that's the way I've always thought about it. Is mm-hmm. She was, she, it was her way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. Makes sense. Um, so, what is something it sounds like there's lots of things that you learned from her. I, mm. I also think it's really interesting for both of you because our experiences are really different. I was much older when my mom passed away. Um, and it hasn't been as long. So so we were sort of in different situations from mm. that perspective. But um I I had her longer in my life. Right. Right. So I had I was able to see different parts of her life and I, you know, I was able to see her as an older person and, and so forth. As a person. Right. When you're only 18.
2: Yeah. I, I really think different. that is one thing that if I think about it too hard, I start to get a little, and i like your thoughts on this too, Adam, of, I knew her as my mom mm-hmm. and the best mom. Yeah. Um, the mom that was the best one for me. And I don't want to speak for my brothers, but, you mm. know, they all, like she just was so, like she got, like she's my person, like she got me. yeah But just as I was getting into that stage of me being an adult, of her kind of graduating from the having to be my mom part of it, that we could just be two women. I feel like I know everything about her as a mom, but I know very little about her as a woman.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that makes me really sad. Um, because I feel like there's a lot of things I'd like to ask her, especially after becoming a mom. Yeah. Of like, was I like this? Right. And if so, I'm sorry. Was, you know, like <laughs> totally. Like, did I do this? And I have a lot mm-hmm. of people in my life still who were dear friends of hers. That's good. Yeah. That that we'll say. In fact, I texted one of them recently, and I because we were having an issue with one of my children, and and. I remember going through something similar when Mm. I was that age and I said, what did mom ever just, you know, and she just said, you know, she, she was so worried about you. She was so, Mm. you know, and, and, but in my mind she was just my mom and she was just steady and solid the whole time. And looking back on it as a grown person and a mother myself to think there's no way that she knew what she was doing. Cause I'm the, I'm the oldest. And (laughs) I wish that I could, I wish I knew more about her as a human, yeah. Um, than just when you're a kid, it's just you're my mom,
1: right? Right? Yeah.
2: Are you? Do you feel that way, Adam?
1: Y- yes, and uh, <laughs> I also feel bad for my mom that she never got to know me as. An adult.
2: Yes, yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally.
1: Like I'm a cool person. I know. I was cool when I was young, <laughs> but I'm like. I mean, I'm super cool now. <laughs> I also think that you know, not knowing her as an adult has been very hard. But like you, there are people in my life who knew her—best yeah. friends, family members—who are able to fill in a little bit of the gaps. Yeah. Um, but I also think that you know, there's no other way that my life will be than to be a motherless adult. That's that's just right. Mm. Period. End of story. Yeah. Um. I have a lot of people who love me, who fill a lot of roles for me, but you know, I used to be really fearful of that absence and now I kind of lean into it a little bit and Mm -hmm. be like it, it has helped shape me, um, allowed me to have closer relationships with people who I may not have had as close of relationships, but man, do I wish I had my mom. Oh my gosh. You know,
2: every day still. Um, but I, I do think, and this is a ridiculous thing to think about because it's not like it's a real decision. But when you think of, I would rather have the mom I had for 20 years mm-hmm. and that's it. Then. So, Cause I know some of the other people's moms. Right. And I don't want any part of that. <laughs> right. Um, but it's a dumb thing to think about because that's not the decision you get to make. Um, but I know what it's like to be loved by someone like Shea Gruenberg. right? And not everybody has that, yeah. And um, that's especially again now being a mom myself, and 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 motherless mothering is a whole other topic. Mm. Um, but to have at least the foundation, yeah. And 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 one of the 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 things that I think we're going to talk about in a minute is what did I get from her, yeah. And, and one of it is realizing that there's a lot of her in me. Right. And that my brothers and I are her legacy, so to speak. Because We talk about that a lot. Yeah. Of what, well, is it all for, you know? And, but I can feel her, her intuition and her discernment. Mm. And one of the things that she, taught me that I didn't even really feel like I learned until long after she had been gone is how to trust myself Mm. and how to really lean into. um, If you get a bad vibe, a bad vibe about somebody, it's probably she just had that way. Mm. Like she could meet somebody and within two seconds be like, that's not for you. Mm. That's not, that's not it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I am a lot. The funny thing is that I'm not a lot like her. Personality wise. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I'm more like my dad. He's mm-hmm. a very type A straight line thinker, um, practical. Mm-hmm. And she she kind of lived in the in the gray area sometimes of um I don't have a good feeling about that. Yeah. And I have learned that whatever that little voice is is what she left for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um but the other thing that she taught me in general just because of the way that she was and getting back to what you said, Adam, about how you change as a person when you go through something like that is a remarkable sense of perspective. Because, mm. one, you just don't have the time or the, 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 your tolerance for just nonsense life stuff
0: Indeed.
2: immediately yeah. plummets. And I see that in my own life now of just like, I don't have time for this friendship that is all this drama or this job or all this stuff because I've been through something thousand times harder than this and I don't have to do this. But in another way is that she was the mom who, she never cared of when I started shaving my legs. She never cared when I started wearing a bra, like all the things that like are big milestones. Yeah for girls. Yeah. She just, you know, my parents don't let me. Like she did not right. care. But she cared very deeply about how I treated other people and how I al- allowed others to treat me. Mm. And and I do see that with my kids, too. I love that. Of like I don't care if she wears that to school, it doesn't matter. Yes. But if you were a jerk to somebody, I want to know about it. Yeah. So I do think she taught me that, but it was almost like a delay
0: yeah, that it actually hit you. Like she planned the seed and it took a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting.
1: Well, for so long, the grief just overwhelms you. Yes. And you can't really. I mean, I think I finally started getting over my mom like maybe like 10 to 12 years ago. Yeah. Like 10 years after her death. Yeah. Because I was just constantly bombarded with all these memories of her or just the, there's an empty chair. The gaping hole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but once you see like, okay, there may be some threads here that I can tie together to make me feel a little more sturdy. That that's a good feeling.
2: And and I think it's the, I remember she died in November and New Year's Eve. I was just with my dad and, and I remember being really like, it's that still at that point that it like hits you at weird times and it still does, but like, I expected Mother's Day to be hard, but not New Year's Eve, mm. you know, that type of thing. And I remember thinking, she's not in 2005. Mm. This, like, I can't leave her in 2004 because I'm, she's not in that year and I don't want to be in that year.
4: Right.
2: And as time passes, there are memories that she's not in and stories we tell that she wasn't there for. And, and, um, None of my, my husband and none of my brother's spouses knew her, but they're obviously mm. such a huge part of our life now. Yeah. None of the grandchildren she knew, like all of the, she wasn't at anybody's wedding. Right. Um, she was only at my high school graduation and that was it. So we have, I mean, I've almost now, I'm getting really close to having her, to not having her longer than I did have her, mm. which is a weird. That's weird. Yeah. I'm also getting closer to the age she was when she died, which is a whole other thing I'll have to deal with probably with a licensed professional. But yeah. it's you just start to make new memories and you have new stories and you get and you notice that you're happy and you don't feel bad about it. And yeah. um and life just keeps moving and there's a reason why you're still here. And I've almost quoted Hamilton like four I times. I love it. I love
0: it.
2: I do, just now when I he talks mean- about <laughs>
1: I don't uh, like musicals.
2: <laughs> which talks about the legacy is planting seeds in the garden you never get that's to right. see.
0: That's right.
1: Um, I believe both of you. That, yeah. That's not
2: <laughs> Adam is not going to watch it.
0: He'll
1: fine. never
2: even listen to this podcast, though, so it doesn't really matter. I'm really not that upset about it. You like what you like. And all <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> One thing, though, kind of getting back to what you were saying that, you know, just pro tip for all those listeners and watchers out there, nothing grinds my gears more and when someone comes up to me at an important moment and says, she's here with you, I'm like, Oh my gosh, it oh, drives me nuts. That is there. Nothing could be farther from the truth. Um, nothing. Um, and they do it like spontaneously. And I'm like, dude, impact over intent. Yeah. I understand that your intent was to say something sweet, but the impact is for the next three hours. All I'm going to be thinking about is her not being here. And I've already yes. thought about that 16 times. Yes.
2: Today. Um. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, and, and when you asked me to do this, I said something It's a dead mom's club meeting yeah and it it it's because you can tell in interactions like that, right the people who have who have been there and the people who have no idea and 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 another thing that we'll just turn this into an airing of grievances real quick of is I can't imagine mm. I don't know what I would do without my mom yeah. and the answer is you would right. I just don't know how you do it. And the answer is, I just do and just keep getting up every day. Yeah. Um, you're so strong, and your mom would have don't talk to me about what my mom would have wanted. You have no idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that went in, and I remember the morning of the morning of it, and I don't go back to that day very often. Um, like at the hospital someone said, well, she's in a better place. And that mm-hmm. made me real mad. And it made me mad for years. Yeah. I don't want her to be, and I'm a Christian. I believe in that, but that didn't help me. Right. Um. But I think the most meaningful people are one, the people who still check in. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Years later. Yeah. And two, I have a friend that texts me on, on specific days of the year. Yeah. I do too. And she only, all she says is, I'm just thinking about you today. Yeah. She doesn't need to tell me why, because we both know why. Right. And I'm just thinking about you. And, um, it, and she says, she usually says something like, if you want to be mad, call me. And if you just want to move on, ignore this text. And it's the most special, meaningful thing that, That she does because, because my mom used to say, um, don't schedule your grief. Mm. Like that people who put, this is what I mean. Like she gives you all this perspective that I didn't realize I was going to use of like people who like put the day on the calendar and I'm going to do this. I'm just going to schedule to be sad for the day. Mm. And and just like, don't schedule it. Like be sad when you're sad. And if you're not, if it's an anniversary or a weird holiday or something and you don't feel bad that day, then just, just go on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole, she's looking down, are you kidding me? She's, we're, she's having more fun. (laughs) She's moved on. She doesn't need us.
0: (laughs) Well, it is interesting. Um, the, uh, so I, you were talking about how, well, two things. One is that I would have never thought about sending texts like that until I lost lost my dad first. So... Now I do that with my, fr- especially my, my friends who've lost yeah. since then, because I didn't realize, right. Cause you don't know until you've experienced it. And so now I try to be really mindful of, you know, sending something similar, like we don't have to talk about it, but I just want you to know I'm thinking about you today.
2: Yeah. It makes it know it's, it's because it can be really lonely. Right when you do know what day it is or you do know and, and you feel like I'm the only one who remembers, and I'm the only one who's sad. Right. But like you said, Adam, it can kind of throw you into this spiral if you're not there. Right. Right. Um, and so it's a very delicate, very tactful honoring the person who is grieving and not pretending to have us to know at all what they're going through of just, Hey, hi, I'm right here.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And. Yeah. And sometimes we just, like, go get tacos and don't <laughs> even talk about it. Right. But knowing. Well, there's something really nice about being seen,
0: you know, mm-hmm. and people even, you know, just acknowledging in some subtle way that. Yeah.
1: Well, and I always think like now I understand that sometimes absence is even more powerful than presence. Mm. So that's why I always try to show up for people. I show up at events. I show up for important moments. I make sure that, you know, because there are people in my life who can't show up for me. So I'm going to make sure that I show up. That's right.
0: Yeah. And I think it was, um, it was after my dad passed away that I sort of. I took that to heart, and so my philosophy is, like, go to the funeral. And mm-hmm. my friend uh, Sandra lost her dad recently, and I just couldn't get back to St. Louis. And I was like, Ugh. she's like, it's fine. I didn't expect you, you know, I mm-hmm. wouldn't have— ex-, And I'm like, no, like, I want to be there. I I go to the funerals. Like, yeah, I show up, like, even when it's hard, because that's— I remember who mm-hmm. came, you know, to those special moments, and yeah, uh, it means— It means something, so.
2: Yeah, I can name for you the people that were sitting in the kitchen in the morning we drove Mm. home from the hospital. I can tell exactly who they were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And all those people are still people because I try to check in a few weeks after. Yeah. Because— it happens, right? You're playing the funeral, you have all these family members in town. It's like a little family reunion. It's not real. You're living in this bubble, and then everybody goes home. Right. And like for me, it was we had Thanksgiving, and then like I went back to college, like everything kind of was supposed to go back to normal. And I had some like, well, everybody else just gets to go back to their lives, and I'm here without my mom, right? But it was the people who like checked in with me a month later, six weeks mm-hmm. later, you know, all of those. That, and again, it's not like let's get together and cry, right. I mean, it just is I remember
0: simple thinking about you, yeah, that's a great It's a great tip for people who have a friend or loved one that's lost somebody. you know, just little things like that really make make a difference. Tell us about your mom Adam. Yes. I know we talked a little bit about
1: her
4: before, oh, but man. let's.
0: Tell start start over and tell so us about her. So funny!
1: My mom also loved Twizzlers.
0: <laughs> Is it a mom thing? She, my mom didn't. I don't know that she liked. She Twizzlers.
1: <laughs> uh, she loved Twizzlers. She was that was she, okay. She had a sweet tooth. Um, my mom was great. So my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer when I was in fourth or fifth grade. Um, she had a <laughs> lumpectomy, radiation, chemo. Uh, Went through that, and they say, like, if you've been cancer-free for five years, they would say you're in condition. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, like, four years and six months, they found mm-hmm. more cancer. So they did more surgeries. Um, she The cancer spread. Um, she was looking really, really rough in, like, the early winter of t- the year 2000. Um, and she went on this new drug at the time called Herceptin. And that drug prolonged her life by about two years. Oh, wow! Um, she eventually passed away. Um, it was really uh, kind of a drawn out process. Um, the nurse came to our house on December 20th. She was, we lived, we had to, I mean, this isn't me being like, we're bougie. This is just me setting the scene. We lived right on Lake Michigan and mm-hmm. she had a chair. And How so, old were you? I was 16. Okay. So we had the chair so that she could see the lake. Um, and the nurse said, okay, she has about between 12 and 24 hours left. And she was going in and out of lucidity. And one of her like last lucid moments, she was like, I'll make it to Christmas. And we we're mm-hmm. all like, oh, that's sweet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what a great sentiment. Sure. Well, she passed away at about 2 o'clock on December 26th.
0: That's wild.
1: Um, my mom loved Christmas. She absolutely loved it. So, on her last Christmas, we did, we bought her gifts. She mm-hmm. had lost her sight. She was kind of, you know, she couldn't communicate. I would open the gifts and I would rub her hand mm-hmm. on them and tell her, these are pajamas from Alex. Yeah. You know, this is a book from Adam. Um, she was an amazing career woman. Uh, she worked for a company called SC Johnson, a family company. <laughs> I
0: was about to say, a family company.
1: <laughs> yes. They, uh, you may
0: have heard of them. I <laughs> may, may have heard of them.
1: Um, She worked um, in uh, some of their North American uh, grocery chains, so like Kroger and some of the other big ones. Um, But she was super successful, um, but very humble. Mm. Um, She was a great friend. And I think that like I try to be the friend that she was to her friends who still can communicate with me. Yeah. Mm. Um, She -hmm. was a big fan of the handwritten note. Mm. She's also a pack rat. So I have all of the notes that she got oh, from cool. people. So I get to see it. like mean, not like a bad pack rat, not like hoarders, <laughs> but just like, she's very sentimental. Yeah. and nostalgic. Yeah. So it's great though, because I have all this stuff that I can look through and that mm-hmm. I can, you know, it's almost like there's this like treasure chest of stuff that, you know, I kind of have to be the archeologist and put pieces of her life mm-hmm. together that she never got to tell me about, mm-hmm. uh, which is a huge gift. <clears throat> yes. Um, I think, like, one thing that everybody says about my mom, and I think that, like, we all think this about my mom, but that she didn't have a mean bone in her body. (laughs) Right. You know, Um, I was was with family last weekend uh, for my cousin's bachelor party because I'm in his wedding, and one of my aunts was telling me a story about how she was going through something and she didn't feel comfortable Really talking With her sisters about it But she called my mom And my mom was only Related through marriage Mm. She was like Your mom had the best advice She was so sage Wise beyond her years And like You hear stuff like that And I'm like I love hearing those stories How did they
2: do that though? Like where does that come from? I
1: know There's not like a Handbook (laughs) Because believe me She would have read it (laughs)
0: <gasps> Wait, did she like self help stuff?
1: Oh, gosh. She, re- okay. So she, because
0: I know you hate that, she but re-
1: she was not super religious or spiritual, but she really liked like chicken soup for the soul. Like okay. she would read those and she'd read a murder mystery. It's called Balance. Yeah, That's
0: right. totally. Uh, uh,
1: <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, I mean, isn't that funny though that like we, not everybody, but sometimes we have the right people in our life that have mm-hmm. the exact way to take our temperature and give us the right medicine for whatever it yeah. is. Um, but she was, I mean, I, I think about her now, and I have such warmth, but there's also such a deep longing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really let myself go there a lot. Just no. Because it's like, I mean, the cards have been dealt. Um,
2: Does it ever feel like, like she's right there? Like I, if I could just so get.
1: It's this, it's like, I find her in so many things, like a, a cardinal outside my house yep. or a book passage, but yet I look for her. It's like, I found you and I'm still looking for you. It's such a paradox.
2: Mm. Yeah. It's the same. that's like, it feels like it happened yesterday. Yeah. And it also feels like it happened a million years ago.
1: And like, you know, one of the funny things that I was thinking is that um, it gave me like this odd comfort. That my mom was alive during the first season of Survivor. Oh and that God. show is still on TV. <laughs> and I'm like, it's a weird... Thr-. I'm like thinking no, about yeah. it though. And I'm That's like, but this matter. This matters to me. This yeah. is some weird value proposition that I'm tying to this okay. show that I don't even watch.
2: Since we're sharing these, uh-huh. <laughs> my mom really liked Star Trek The Next Generation. Okay. And Jean-Luc Picard, Patrick Stewart. Uh huh, And... He can never die. I'm sorry. You know, it's just <laughs> like it's the same. It's like my mom loved him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it's it's this completely obsolete makes no difference. But it's like this it's a connection connection yeah. that if you lose it, it's like when when Mr. Rogers died. You know, mm. it was yeah. like you lost a connection to yeah. something. Um, and that's how I feel about Patrick Stewart. So if you're listening, Patrick, <laughs> I'm sure he does. Please take your vitamins. Go <laughs> sure
4: oh, in
1: man. those hyperbaric chambers. Mm-hmm. Um, survivor. That's funny. But, you know, I think that for me, the thing that I remember most about my mom is that she had the strongest moral compass of anybody mm-hmm. I've ever met. Um, and I try to have, if I have, like, half the moral compass, and literally mm-hmm. that's how genetics work, <laughs> I probably do have.
0: <laughs> well, your dad uh, has a little bit some of Some portion of it, yeah.
1: But I, I always think, like, you know, not just what would my mom do, but also what wouldn't she do? Sometimes yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's good. A, that's a louder voice. Yeah. Um, and what ma- was her
2: name? Gail. Gail.
1: Gail. Gail Lynn. Um, yeah, I think that I'm a big fan of favorites. I love favorites. Favorites, favorites, favorites. Um, my mom and I were the only Colts fans in our family. Okay. Um, my mom loved Unsolved Mysteries. Now, I watch Unsolved Mysteries. You're obsessed That's, with that. It's I, the only thing you watch. Only thing I watch. Did uh, she also
0: wear shorts all the time?
1: You know, she <laughs> liked those. Uh, and mom, she I mean, I know right? you're not listening, but <laughs> forgive me for saying this. She wore those hideous stirrup pants with oh, like, yes,
2: oh my gosh, she does. We could do a whole episode on moms in the 90s. Yes. And
1: she was like, she wore those tracksuits mm-hmm. and teal colors and puff it.
2: painted sweatshirts.
1: She was, um, <laughs> yeah, she was. My dad very sweetly gave her sister a lot of her clothes because they mm-hmm. were the same size. And he was like, I know that you would. Yeah. She had some amazing holiday sweaters that are oh,
0: lost. Oh, no. I bet. Lost. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the uh, the holiday, the themed clothing that my mother had. She's a school teacher. Yeah. So, of course. Oh. You got to have. Oh, my gosh. All the things for yep. every holiday. Yeah. There's some gems in there somewhere.
1: The. Best thing that people can say to me, I already said the worst, but mm-hmm. it's when they said, Oh, I see your mom in you when you say Ooh. that. Oh, yes. I see your mom. And
2: in you. I probably be- uh, believe them 5% of the time. Really? Because I don't see it. I hear her come okay. out of my mouth. Uh-huh. Um, her it, voice, like literally, or her like, like
0: what she would say.
2: What she would say. Oh. One of the things that she used to say to my brothers and me, because we were just kids and and she'd do something for us like bring us a dinner or yeah. like all the things a mom does and we right. would just kind of you know and she would go thanks mom appreciate you mom love you mom <laughs> and i actually texted this to my brothers recently i was like i literally just said that to my children because i like yeah presented them with a meal and they just didn't <laughs> do anything and i was like thanks mom appreciate you mom love right. you mom so sorry Shay I know you're not watching I do appreciate you
1: but moms are funny and like sometimes it takes you 20 years to get the jokes yes (laughs) um one of my favorite stories about my mom I will say two things um she was never on time and that's why I think that she survived (laughs) she was habitually late um and number two, she <laughs> was a fan of multitasking. Okay. So she would go to my brother and I' sporting games with a book.
2: Sure. I would do that.
1: So one day she's running very late for a meeting and she we purposely lived like two miles from her office because she was that was an everyday occurrence. <laughs> she's skipping putting on makeup and says I'll just do it in the car. She pulls out of our driveway. We have one of those neighborhoods where every mailbox is a uniform mailbox. Mm-hmm. And so she's like searching for a lipstick and putting it on. And she hears this. Ch- 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 ch. She's like, I can't afford car trouble today. What is going on? So she looks up, she's taken out four mailboxes. <laughs> she has an old time car phone. She picks it up. She goes, yeah, Tony, my dad, uh, I took out everybody from the <laughs> Sarver to the say uh, So you're going to need to call them and take care of that. Cause I'm getting to this meeting. <laughs>
2: I think it's important, too, I to, like, it. because when someone dies, it's, like, for some reason, we just talk about them as if they were this superhuman who never did yes. anything wrong. And I love to tell stories of, like, why did she do that? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Like, that was so dumb. Right. Like, looking back on it, yeah. you know, yeah. as, through an adult's eyes,
4: mm-hmm.
2: yep. we used to tell this story of... And we used to tell it to make fun of my brother, and I'll just apologize ahead of time for telling a story that's his story. But we went on family vacation one year, and he got a terrible sunburn. And the story that we tell is just his dramatic reaction to the sunburn.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And like now, as adults and parents ourselves, we're all like, why didn't our parents <laughs> put sunscreen on us? Oh, I think about that a lot, and, actually. And, and why... <laughs> And and I think my dad even said, like, yeah, that was our bad. Like, sorry. Yeah. But but we've told this story for so long as if my brother was the one. Right. Yeah. And now we're like, wait a second, we were children. Yeah. Where were the grown-ups? <laughs> That's amazing. And to just I mean, she would just um like just dumb things. Like she yeah. she loved Sonic Ice. But my mom chewed it so loud. My mom chewed ice a
0: lot, actually. (laughs) She loves, my mom loved a cold drink. So like if you were having, and that wasn't like hitting the bar and having a beer, it was going to Sonic and getting a nice tea or a limeade. If you were having a bad day or you just needed to kill some time or you were having like a day out, I think we need to get a cold drink. And that was like a, that was the (sighs) thing she always did.
1: So my mom loved reading.
0: So Mind she too, yeah. she was in a
1: book club, but she also loved wine, loved. Okay. And so one of her friends, um, like maybe a two or three years after, I thought this was like the best compliment she could ever give my mom. She's like, you know, in book club, your mom was the bridge between the book lovers and the wine lovers. Oh she loved both. <laughs> And I said, that's who I wanna be. That's
2: what I said. Like, that's amazing. What, that'd be yeah. amazing. Yes.
1: Like, that is the best compliment. No,
2: it is. Anytime that somebody can compare something about my mom to me. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because I I don't feel like we were we are that similar. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I work full time. I, you know she was a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. And she Wanted things for me. And again, on days that I feel like I am tired or in the grieving process and all that, it was like, well, I'm going to get up and go for her because yeah. that's what, um, but it, anytime anybody see I, I, there's a, a, a show that's on the air anymore, but in, on the show, the question she was asked was in what ways are you not like your mother? And mm. she says, I hope in as few ways as possible. And I feel that way. Um, But yeah, people will say there are very few things that I deliberately try to do differently than my mom. Like I could probably count them on one hand. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I get that a lot. And and I think it's because I'm her only daughter. And so that's just the way, you know, people are looking for her in me because I don't see it, but it does make me feel good.
1: Well, it's like when you said like, tell me about your mom. That's a hard question for me to answer. Cause it's like describing a sunset to someone who's blind, mm, mm-hmm. you know, like you only know it if you've seen it, if you've been there, but I'll do my best. Right. Um, but again, like we talked about, like, I only know her up to that one point <clears throat> in my life. She had a life before, before me. us. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's why I love the stories. I mean, even the mailbox story, because it Sorry just adds to those texture neighbors. to the story. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we can talk about likes and dislikes, and that's fun. But like those kinds of stories really help you get a get a good yeah. picture of who they were. Yeah. yeah. Like I would have hung out with your mom. She was a hundred percent. I think your mom would have been. Yeah, yeah she would have. Lo- she would
1: definitely fit in. She loved a good vacation.
2: <laughs> Mine. Lo- she loved the beach huh The water. Uh-huh.
1: But, and another thing is that, like, my mom and dad were truly in love. Same. And, like, that's same. Uh, that's been a very hard thing for me is that, like, not only do I not have a mom, my dad doesn't have a wife. Mm, that's That was hard. Yeah. And I, for a long time, was, like, me losing my mom is way worse. Mm. You know, I just had this, like, it was, like, mm. a like. Who's you the were a saddest.
2: Kid. Yeah. Because yeah. my mom's not replaceable. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you can get married again. Yeah. You can date again, which he did. Um No shade. We're not going to no talk shade. about
2: <laughs> those details.
1: <laughs> um, but as an adult now, I really realize how tough that would be to lose somebody yeah. that you're so in love with and to have to face, Yeah. you know, and at least my dad had a lot of time to think about that reality. I mean, for your father,
2: Yeah, it was, but if, if you asked me to keep talking about my mom, one of the things I would tell you about her is that she loved my daddy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, getting back to things I want to model for my kids Mm -hmm. is the, the safety and the comfort that comes with knowing you live in a house with two people that are absolutely crazy about each other. Yeah. Um. And we would go on you know again, because I was getting older, we were doing more of this, and then just all of a sudden like screeching home, mm-hmm. like we would go on like a girls' weekend together, she yeah. would say, "Hey, your dad, my dad's a hunter, and he takes my brother's hunting all the time and say you're the guy the boys are hunting this weekend. let's go to Dallas or something yeah. and and she would just be like, <clears throat> "I miss your dad." <laughs> And even then I thought it was sweet. Yeah. Um, but you're exactly right. To watch your parent walk through that. It, it truly is that. I, I think a lot of families either go one way or the other, where they kind of close in on each other and go through it together mm-hmm. or the opposite. And yeah. it just kind of all falls apart. Yeah. And, and we were, um, and I will give my dad the credit for this of just the four of us coming around each other and only being as okay as the least okay one. Yeah. Um, and cause he's looking at us going, I'll be okay as long as my kids are okay. And we're looking at him going, I'll be okay as long as my dad's okay. Yeah. And um, the blessing that is having a parent, the, the remaining parent kind of stewards you through that. Mm-hmm. And I guess and turned you to them as well. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> yes, it it. I look at my kids and my like if something happened to Mark or, um, and 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 my dad, you know, they were my mom was forty three. Like there was so much time wow. left, and well, that's not true. There wasn't. That was the way it was supposed to go. But right. Right. um, and and my dad is married now. Um to someone who's actually a good friend of my mom's, mm. which is a whole other connection to her that's yeah a weird but wonderful thing, yeah, and seeing him get to like do the emptiness things mm. and and it's just really special it's good um because you realize that their life shouldn't have to stop either, right um and 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 you 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 Appreciate the gift that is the remaining parent. Yeah. Too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, anything else? This has been. This has been really. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Because what about I, your mom. I think. Well, I have. I will. I will talk about my mom. Um, but I think this is. This is great because we just don't do it enough, and we should. And it's kind of an um, I've thought about it since losing my dad of like, gosh, I wish there were more opportunities to tell people how awesome my dad was. I used to think that. And then now I'm like, well, now I want to tell you about all of them or both of them. Um, not all of them. I only had two parents, but, um, (laughs) but, um, yeah, like this is just, it's just nice to, to kind of think to. it's like the club. It's like, you know you said the dead
2: moms club yeah. um and that's one of the things i will i, I will say that to people yeah. like i'm sorry you're in the club now
0: yeah right because mm-hmm. it does feel like you sort of get something that it's other a people whole other
1: you can check in you can never check that's out that's right
0: right right and it's and it sucks but
2: it is nice to know that you're not alone and um and these you know but i remember like, looking for people right when it happened to me and there's more of them than you think right of of, yeah, I'm in the club too. It's almost like they just kind of come out. Well, because you
0: don't, people don't talk, Mm -hmm. you know, so much. And I I think that is actually a nice thing about social media is like you see people more, I see more um, conversation around, even with Mother's Day, Mm -hmm. you know, thinking about the moms, you know, those of you who don't have your moms. I was just on LinkedIn before you guys came over and um, a journalist I know had posted about what Etsy does so I didn't realize this, but they sent and they sent her an email. I guess she gets there.
2: She's on their There's, distribution. I got several of those this year from yeah. different companies. That saying, were, if you'd
0: want to opt out to Mother's Day messages, just to let them know or whatever. And I, I think, like from a marketing perspective, it's brilliant. It also seems like a lot of work <laughs> logistically. I don't know how you do that. I don't either, but um the
2: thought is really kind and and well and as someone who went through infertility too Mm. it Mm, yeah it's another that's a whole other yeah happy flowers all the time that's right that's Um, right so i do feel like it's a little bit more it's less the assumption that like everybody has a mom and everybody loves their mom right um because there are people that have a mom and there She's are some really not, terrible moms out there. There are some exactly. <laughs> And, and I'm just what? trying to not be in that club, Adrian. <laughs> right.
1: And that's, I mean, in all honesty, like that to me is that's worse than exactly. I, I could not imagine what my life would be like if I didn't have those 16 years with my mom. Yes. Much like yeah. Natalie said, I'd rather have my mom for 16 years than anyone else for a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing that my cousins and I did is that we actually sat my grandma and my great aunt down and uh-huh. we did a two-hour conversation with them on video, just so that Fun. we could get their stories through their own mm-hmm. voices. Because you never know what's going to okay. happen.
2: Yeah, and I did that with my grandfather I when he got sick. I,
1: oh I, I would just say for anybody, it's like you'll never regret that you have it.
2: That's right. It's like make him, It's also make him write down the recipe. Yeah.
0: Too. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes.
1: Um, my mom didn't
2: cook. Because my, my mom was an, <laughs> an, an, an incredible cook, and her mom was an incredible cook, mm-hmm. and just like – um, and they – my mom didn't have any sisters. Her mom died about 18 months after mm-hmm. she did, and so I'm just looking around going, where mm-hmm. are all the – where are all the women? Right. <laughs> um, yeah. it's, you're not supposed to be the matriarch at 35. That's interesting. Um, but I do feel like I have found my way through things like you said, like just little snippets that you just gather, yeah, here and there, yeah, little hints, hints, and um, or someone will tell me a story about something that happened to me, but that something my mom had told them about it. Oh, uh-huh. um, I went to a baby a baby shower, a wedding shower over the weekend with some of my mom's family in uh, Southern Oklahoma. And of course it was the day of the coronation. And so they were like, we were thinking about your mom today. And and, um, when I was studying, I did a summer, the summer before she died, which is a really weird thing. The summer before she died, I did a study abroad in London Mm. and she flew over for a long weekend. And I took her to all the places. Like like, we went to Buckingham Palace and St. John's. Paul's Cathedral and the Tower of London and the Diana Garden and, like, all of the things. And it was mainly because I was trying to keep her from going to sleep because of the jet lag. <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, come see all these things. Uh-huh. And, I mean, she was dead six months later. And there, we had no way of knowing, mm. but I had that trip with her. Mm. And people telling me the story of she was so excited to go. Uh-huh. Like, of of I lived it for my experience. But, like, little people telling me about how she felt about yeah. Things like that. That's neat. You just collect, collect. And I
0: think I always will. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense.
2: Until Patrick Stewart dies, and then there'll be nothing left. <sighs> Big day. It's not
1: happen. <laughs> How old is
2: he? He's got it uh, he's up there, right? I don't
1: know. I mean he's Is he is he still bald? alive?
2: Now? He, he, <laughs> are bald. we sure he's, he's alive? Bald. He was yeah. like during COVID, he read like a Shakespeare sonnet. Every day Aww. on his Instagram. And Cute. so it was like, well, as long as he's still reading the sonnets.
0: <laughs> he made it through the pandemic. That's right. so.
1: From oh. Sonic to Sonnets, we've covered
0: it all. <laughs> I right. feel like we have. This has been great. Thank you both for. Of course. Thank you both. Thanks to Natalie and Adam for joining me in the studio. Uh, They're they so fun. Uh, we need to have them back to talk about something. Uh, more uplifting, but yeah, I loved that conversation. Now I want to share a conversation I had with my dear friend in St. Louis, Ruth Sparrow. All right. So I have the infamous Ruth Sparrow on the phone. And Ruth, I say infamous because I feel like I've talked about you many times on the show, either by name or by implication. (laughs) So I'm excited that we finally get to talk
4: on the show. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So Ruth is uh, my friend in St. Louis. And uh, so tell us a little bit about your mom,
4: Ruth. Well, my mom, I just, again, thank you for letting me honor her in this way. Because Mother's Day tomorrow is hard enough for those of us who don't have a mother. But it's even harder for those of us who are not mothers. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's emotion. Oh, I just got emotional about that. But um, I love, I mean, my mom was just such an awesome woman. And I know everyone says that about their mothers, but she was just a cool lady. So she grew up in the depression, she didn't have much growing up. I mean, she would make doll clothes out of her clothes, were made by her mother out of gunny sacks. Oh, and she yeah. would make whatever little scraps she could get from that. And make doll clothes on her. So my mom has always been a seamstress and um, an embroideress and a quilter, a knitter. She just always loved needle arts. And she passed that love on to me. But my mom was also so talented because she was an officer in World War II. She was a nurse. She was, um, she was such a volunteer. My mom volunteered for everything. Boy Scouts, American Red Cross. Um, she was such a giver. And I'm always mm-hmm. like, I'm grateful that I got some of those qualities from her. About mm-hmm. that. She passed her love of needlework on to me. And I eventually, because of it, opened a needlework shop uh, in Cincinnati. And I just celebrated my 30th year.
0: I saw that on Facebook. That's yes. awesome.
4: And, and, and it was really inspired by her. And I every time I used to go around the country teaching needle art, and I never taught a class without honoring my mom because of her inspiration of, of her love for doing, of of putting a needle in her hand and doing some kind of needle art. So.
0: How did you honor her? Just, you would always say something in the class? I would,
4: yes, I'd always tell them some goofy story about my mom and, (laughs) you know, how her, her needlework and her quilting was so perfect and teeny, teeny, tiny. Mm. Um, It was very impressive. And So I found a way to, even though I didn't do the kind of needle arts that she did, I, probably because she was such a perfectionist that she would be like, you need to rip that out one more time and do it right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, mom. But um, anyway, so I learned a way in, uh, she inspired me first to do needlepoint. And then I went from there to doing kind of cross stitch. And that's what my business was. But so I did mine needlework in very teeny tiny stitches and that's one of the techniques that i would teach people of mm-hmm. how to stitch that tiny um and was kind of known for doing it that way so
0: interesting did yeah. she do you think she probably just taught herself how to do it or her
4: her mom taught her i think it was something that in that in that generation yeah on the early 1910s that was something that young women had to learn how to do yeah yeah. They have to learn how to do those kind of, have those kind of skills. My mother, because she was a nurse, and back when she started nursing, they wore white hose. Uh-huh. And my mother, one of the things that she received when she graduated from nursing school, she got two things. She got a silver thimble with her initial on it, and she got a wooden darner. And I have both of those items. And they, I mean, those were extravagant gifts for her to get. What is a wooden darner? You put this this roundish, it had a handle and then a round kind of top that you would put in your socks and oh. then you would repair them. You would darn them. Okay. And she would darn her stockings. Like you didn't go buy another pair of stockings or another pair of socks.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. That is interesting. Cause my mother-in-law did use that term the other day and it's just hit, I'm just putting two and two together. Cause she was talking about a, a pair of knitted socks. Yes. That she had made for my father-in-law and she was like, I, you know, they were a little worn, but I, you know, I thought I could fix them. I could, I could darn them or wha- however she used the term. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> that's Isn't funny. That
4: funny? Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So that, and the thimble that she got, I asked her for it and she's like, Oh no, honey, you don't want that. She goes, it's got a hole in it. She, mm. It had a hole in it because she used it that much. Oh. And I'm like, that's exactly why I want that silver. thing. Yes. Because it just speaks so much of who you are. Like, that you would use that till there was a hole in it.
0: Yeah. That's so, neat that you have those.
4: Yes, I do. And then, then they're, they're just cool. But she was just the kind of person, like, she, because she was, oh, I we have to tell you this one story about I always wanted my ears pierced, (laughs) always wanted my ears pierced. I'm going to say I probably started bugging her about it. Second or third grade. And she kept promising me because back then you didn't go to the mall. There wasn't a mall to get your ears pierced. You went Mm -hmm. to a doctor. Oh, yeah. And so she kept promising to take me to this doctor. And finally, one day I bugged her so many times about it. She said, I'm just going to do it myself. (laughs) So she pierced my ears. And she put an ice cube on one to Mm -hmm. numb it and pierced it. Like, she probably put that on there for 30 minutes. And then she moved the ice cube to the other ear for 30 (laughs) minutes. I'm like, could you just put both two cubes on? (laughs) Anyway, I got in trouble the next day at school. Oh, Because I went to a Catholic school and the nuns had a fit. Like, you cannot have your ears pierced. That's like unacceptable. And my mother, who is a very, very good Catholic, she didn't like that they said that. So she started piercing everybody's ears. Oh. (laughs) She was just like, come on over. I'm going to pierce. Anybody who wants their ears pierced, I'm going to pierce them. Mother's daughters. Everybody came.
0: That is amazing.
4: And her and I kept track on a piece of paper, everybody and their number. So (laughs) to this day, I could go, you were number 234. Oh my gosh! How many did years. she do? Oh, hundreds and hundreds, <laughs> hundreds. <laughs> Just because the nun said I couldn't, <laughs> I was bad. I was terrible. Well, she was gonna make everybody be bad. Then <laughs> I,
0: I love that. That I feel like that says everything I need to know about your mom. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah, I love it. That's that's great. When was she
4: born? She was born in nineteen seventeen. Okay. Um, so she'd be 106 right now. And okay. I, I when I left St. Louis, I was 16. Mm-hmm. And I said I was never going to come back. Right. It's gone 30 years. And I came back really to be her caregiver. Mm-hmm. So that my dad could, my mom had Alzheimer's for many years. Mm-hmm. And my dad was not going to, he wasn't going to leave this earth until he knew someone was going to be here to take care of her. Yeah. So I came back to take care of her. And I was lucky because I got my dad for a couple more years, more than we thought
1: mm-hmm.
4: I would have him. And and so I realized in that time that she lived with me that she, um, I never had that kind of time with her. Not yeah. ever in my lifetime. I had her 24 hours, 24 seven. And there were times she was clear mm-hmm. and she could like, one time she said to me, thank you for doing this. Mm. Like, I know, I, I know what you're doing and thank you for doing this for me. So she had moments of clarity now and then, but um, but most of the time not. Yeah. So.
0: That's it. And I, I hadn't thought about it in a while, but um, that idea of like having that dedicated time, um, I guess it was... It was probably, well, it was the year my mom died, Um, but earlier in the year. And she had like late, I can't remember how it went, but it was basically like she had to go to the emergency room and she was there by herself. And I just couldn't stand the idea of that. Um, And she, of course, was saying, I'm fine. I'm fine. And they sent her home um still unsure what was going on but i was like i'm just going to come work from your house you know i'm just going to come i can come stay for a few days i'll work from your house um and it was it was actually so nice because it was like um and it's not the same thing i know um what your your you experienced but it was like a just like a really special time that was just you know we, we yeah. were we usually when we were together it was like to do something to celebrate a holiday or to you know do something um specific and this was very like we're just here to we're just here to hang out um so anyway it's, yeah so
4: that time just that time of you know just I would go crawl in bed with her some nights and just mm. lay there and go come on mom let's have some pillow talk let's do girl talk and uh-huh. And just uh, to hold her hand to just sit there or, you know, sit next to her and just hold her hand. And I gave her, oh, well, no, actually my sister for one of her birthdays, I think it was her 90th, my sister gave her strawberry sunglasses, <laughs> like little kids, strawberry. She brought them for everybody to wear. Like let's uh-huh. a birthday party and she, everyone had these little glasses. My mom loved these glasses and she wanted to wear them everywhere. And when I took her to get her hair done, she's like, I'm wearing my glasses. I'm like, mom, they're going to make <laughs> fun of you. She said, I don't care. I said, okay, then let's do it. And you, I, it was so cool because she, we walk into this hairdresser and everyone started smiling. That this old woman came in with these little strawberry sunglasses on. And she, it was, it made my day that she said, no, I'm wearing them. I like these a lot. So. <laughs>
3: that's fantastic. Yeah. I but mean, yeah, it sounds like was-
4: she did what she wanted. She did. And you know what, Andrea, though, th- I was thinking about this when you told me you wanted to do this. And, and all of the things I thought about my mom truly, though, were before she had Alzheimer's. Yeah. And so I'm so glad that that's how I think of her. I don't think of her when she was sick. I think of her before, although some of her funniest stories are when she had Alzheimer's because she would say all of these. Um, well, I didn't know what it was at the time. So I did some research. She would do nursery rhymes, but she would also do like, uh, what I finally realized were, um, when you do jump rope, jump rope songs.
0: Oh, yeah.
4: And I'm like, there were ones I never heard of. So I started, my sister and I started writing down like things that would come out of my mother's mouth because to her, she was a child. When she had Alzheimer's, her memory took her as being a child. So that's why she would say jump rope songs or mostly jump rope songs. So
0: interesting.
4: Yeah, were funny. Yeah,
0: they were funny. <laughs> What do you, um, what do you think you learned most from her?
4: Oh my gosh. I, I don't know that I, I don't know that I got all the things that I wish I'd gotten from her, Mm. her kindness, um, her, uh, I never saw my father, her ever argue. Oh yeah. I saw her get mad at him once. I saw her get mad at him once, but I never saw them argue. I saw them totally in love, like even before my dad died, she just absolutely loved him. And he Mm -hmm. absolutely loved her. They were still, the, the difference is they were still in love. Yeah. And so, and it was just really obvious. So just her kindness, I think mostly is what I hope that I got from her is just her kindness and her patience and her just being a cool lady.
0: Yeah, sounds like she was. Yeah, and that makes total sense because you're like the coolest lady I know. So oh, stop. It, 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 the the apple didn't fall far from the tree. So oh, thank
4: you for saying that, Andrea. Oh my gosh.
0: Of course, yeah. Um, okay, so um, I I need you to send me a picture of you and your mom if you have okay. one.
4: I do. I'm. I actually pulled a picture out. I'm going to send you, I'll find one of her and I together. And I also found this one that was, it was in a basket on my desk. And I thought, oh, let me go through these pictures and see if there's one of mom. And when you see this picture, I'll send this one to you. It's a black and white one of her. She has got on the, like this picture. Oh, wait, hold on. The date's on the back. January of 1946. And she's got on this suit that is killer with big shoulders. Yes. She, um, she has on peep toe shoes, and so yes, I'm. Gonna, I'll find one of the two of us, and then I'll send you this one too.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Anything else you want to? I think
4: that's kind of it. I just thank you for doing this. Thank you yeah. for our moms and for us that, of, that don't have our moms.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I am. Um, I appreciate you being willing to share, and that's uh, it's, it's been good.
4: Can I ask, it? Can I ask you good. one question? Sure. How, how do you still have your plant? Is it still alive?
0: I do have my plant. I do have my plant. So the story is that um, when my mom died, I found this plant at her house and I don't it didn't have any leaves. It was the vine. It was, It's a vine. Um, the vine was green, but there were no leaves. And it was kind of in the sad pot. <laughs> the whole thing was just sad. Yeah. So I took it home and I'm not very good with plants. But yeah, um, actually, though, I was it 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 probably has 20 plus leaves now. It's 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 doing really good, but it's a vine, you know, and so I need to like cut I have some others like it that I inherited from the house <laughs> when we bought the house. They left some plants but you know how they like, they cut it so that the, the plant is, you know, there's a bunch of the vines coming out of the pot instead of just one vine coming oh, out right, of the pot. Right. Um, I need to do that. Cause I'm, I'm seeing, uh, I had a couple of leaves turn yellow and then now there's, so now there's like a long vine with no leaves. Oh, no. I don't know that I did anything wrong. <laughs> I just, cause it's still growing at the end. It's just like, I don't know. So I've got some work to do, but yes, it is. It's still here. And, uh, and I've, does, I, does I have, it make
4: you think of your mother every time you look at it?
0: Yes. It makes me think of, um, yeah, it makes me think of that, like, and the, <laughs> just kind of like a a responsibility, not in like a hard way, but like in a nice way, um, just a connection, I guess.
4: Right. So I I hope that you're also talking about your mother in this. Oh, sorry that my phone's really. (laughs) Oh no, need to get Uh, it. No. Uh. -uh. Yeah. Um.
0: Honestly, it's not as it's not been as easy as I thought it would be, Ruth. I thought. (laughs) I thought I could. I. It seemed like such a good idea, and I love every. I love hearing everyone else's stories. Um, but it. Yeah. I haven't really talked at at length, you know? Um, but one of the things that was really funny about the conversation I had with Adam and Natalie was Adam was saying, as long as survivor is on, I feel a connection (laughs) to my mom. Not that that's, that's all that matters, but he was just saying like that show has been on as long as my mom has been gone. Uh, Like, I mean, 20 years. Um, And I was like, that is so funny. He's like, I don't even watch that show. I just know that it was on when she was alive. And I'm like, (laughs) you know, I don't, of course, my mom hasn't been gone as long, but um, she loved Queer Eye.
4: Yes, and it's coming back on right now. And
0: I feel when it comes on, I'm like, "Ah, yes, she got to see this. She loved Jonathan. Yes, And I love that it's still... I love it. And it also so it feels like a connection. And it also makes me feel like it hasn't been that long. Yeah. Um cuz something about the pandemic, so she passed away like right before. She passed away in um October of 2019. Yes. And so there it feels like in a way like a lifetime, you know, happened between then and now. So so much so much of the recent past is not stuff that she experienced with that, you know, as part of our story, but something about Queer Eye, I'm like, that's still,
4: that's I still love that there. so much.
0: I know. I love I that. love that. I love that I can have that memory because it makes okay, me happy. So see, I love happens. that
4: about your mom. I did not know that about your mom. So that's a really cool thing to know that she liked that show.
0: Yes. She likes Jonathan. for her. Jonathan. Good for
4: her. Good.
0: Um, but yeah, this is, this is nice. And it's just always good to hear your voice.
4: Well, it's always good to see you. And I love listening to your podcast. Go keep doing it. You're so good. You're Thank so you. Good. Thank you. I appreciate
0: that. It I makes seen... me
4: appreciate Tulsa. Like, there's a oh. lot of cool things to do in Tulsa.
0: Thank you for saying that. I totally agree. Thanks to Ruth for that conversation. I, I so enjoyed it. I cannot wait to share. The really cute pictures that I, uh, that I have of her and her mom on Instagram. So please, uh, if you enjoyed this, join us on Instagram and Facebook, where we're sharing photos of, of all these folks and their moms. Uh, next up is my friend, Jackie Donovan and her awesome mom. Um, so I have Jackie Donovan with me. Welcome to the show, Jackie such an absolute pleasure to be with you. (laughs) So good. So good. So Jackie and I are former coworkers from years ago and have stayed in contact. And, um, I'm really glad. So I put something on Instagram about doing this special episode and I'm so glad that you responded because when I think about things about you, Jackie, your mom <laughs> is always is one of those things. You love. You loved your mom. You're so close to your mom. So it's so cool that we have a chance to talk about it. I talk about her. Um, but it's funny. You sent me a quick story um, just in voice text <laughs> this week. And I lo- I loved it. I loved hearing it. And I was like, I think I can just use this. Like, this is fun to kind of hear it from that perspective. But then I realized I have
3: so many questions. <laughs> About my beautiful mother. That I I was like,
0: I really want to talk live because I want to ask some questions. So, thanks for joining me.
3: Oh, thank you so much. I just love that you're doing this.
0: Yeah. Okay. So,
3: tell us, tell us about your mom. Oh my goodness, Linda, (laughs) Mm. Linda, Linda, she was Linda with a Y. L-Y-N-D-A. And uh, my name's Jacqueline with L-Y-N at the end. Mm -hmm. And so I was her first and only daughter. And um, oh my gosh, there's just so much, so many beautiful things to say about her. But Mm -hmm. definitely a woman before her time. She was born in 1941. Um, You know, her mother was a math teacher in a small rural town in New Mexico. Her father was a rancher. And so anyways, um, she just had such an interesting life. Um, and then I don't want to take up too much time, but she just really was a woman before ahead of her time. Mm-hmm. Definitely a seventies woman coming, you know, into her mm-hmm. own. I don't yeah. know if she burned any bras, but I wouldn't be surprised. Definitely a feminist. Yeah, definitely a feminist. Yes. Definitely a feminist. And, um, and so she met my dad. They moved to California. I was born and I grew up in Southern California. And, um, you know, that's where she and I, you know, it was she and I against the world for Mm -hmm. a long time until she had my brother. We're 12 years apart in age Mm -hmm. and he and I, we have the same mother, but two totally different childhoods, but Mm -hmm. a lot of ruling things. And as much as my brother and I miss her, um, I'd mentioned in my text that it was actually four years ago, 2019 was the last time I saw her in person. And mm-hmm. the following Sunday, she passed away. And it was just such a surprise. None yeah. of us were expecting it. And so that really rocked my world because my mom was my compass in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't realize it. And so now I'm able to. Look at it and smile and laugh, but whoo, yeah. that was rough. But she ended up raising us on her own. She always wanted a PhD. She went and got her PhD. She was a professor at Texas Tech mm-hmm. in the sociology and women's department at Texas Tech. And she loved playing bridge. She loved her weird little schnauzer dog. She loved gardening. <laughs> oh my God, she loved wildflowers. She loved pilfering. Oh. A woman loved to pilfer. <laughs> yeah. Many a time I'd go see her and she'd like, be like, Jacqueline, go grab that. Be like, what? And she's like, just, just snip a little bit. Just snip a little bit. Oh, how And of funny. course I would. Of and we would giggle. While you're out and about. we would plant it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then we would plant it. And then she would send me pictures. Look, it's growing. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. But she loved so- nature. She always said that it was important to play in the dirt. Uh, mm-hmm. She woke up every morning. And meditated facing east to the sun. Mm. Um, she did yoga, she just was very like spiritual in her own ways and so wise. And it's so funny that you say that when you and I were working together years ago, that like I guess I brought up my mom a lot because she always did drop some golden nuggets. And I have a dear friend who I also worked at the bank that he called her the oracle. Yeah. Because like I would tell her about something he was going through and she would say something. And I tell him and he's like, Oh my gosh, mother, she's yeah. the Oracle. And I was like, well, I'm not going to tell her that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that is, that is totally it. Like you, the way you talked about her, the way you shared, like what she told you, it always sounded like, so Whoa. such a like a wise, wise person. And who, who had these little nuggets of. Of wisdom.
3: salient advice that you're just yeah. like, yeah, okay, I get it. I see it now. And and she just had a very, very, well, you know me. I have a pretty exuberant personality. Yeah. My mom, yeah. very calm, mm. sort of stoic. And so when she was funny, it was just like really funny because you just did not see it coming. <laughs> and I love that about her. And she loved me and me and my brother laugh. She loved... Uh, And she was very, very proud of the relationship she established with my boys. Mm. She would just reach out to them on her own. And, and, you know, they each talked about different things. And she just, oh my gosh, she loved my brother and I so much. Yeah. And my children and his children. And sad that she didn't get to meet her granddaughter, my brother and his beautiful wife had a baby girl. And, but I'm filling in and. (laughs) what yes. <laughs> so, other questions about my mom she did take flying lessons when I was a baby she did she did take she okay. flying lessons
0: uh-huh. and then
3: apparently something kind of weird went up there and then she came home and I guess told my dad I was a toddler but this is her story that she came home and said I prefer my feet to be on the ground <laughs> and so but she tried it and yeah, you, and you got to think about this, Andrea. This is in the early seventies. Yeah, you know? and so oh, it just messed her spirit, and yeah. she touched so many lives being a professor.
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Great. Oh my gosh! One kind of funny thing is that so uh, my boys and I we lived in Sugarland, Southwest Houston. My, while well, my mom was a professor, and so he went to middle school, high school there, and then years later, one day I at that point I had. Moved, Transferred up to Dallas, and my mom calls me. She goes, Oh my gosh, Jacqueline, I feel so old. And I was like, Why? She goes, One of Andrew's friends is in my class. Oh, <laughs> so one of his friends in high school, and it was a, you know, a gal he mm-hmm. knew. I guess she went up to her afterward and said, Professor McBride, I know your grandson, Andrew. And she oh, goes, funny. Um, Yeah. And But my mother's whole thing was, it made her feel old. Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: well, you, old. what was the text you sent me?
3: Oh, uh, um, just now? Yeah, about my brother?
0: A little while ago. Oh, and yeah. she got a discount.
3: So get, like, my mother senior. was, she was so upset. So I go to the movies. They think I'm a senior. I don't have a problem. I don't need to correct them. Right. So he sent a picture of the movie ticket to my brother. And you know, we're both saying ha ha in the text. And then he sent back. I remember a time at Luby's with mom, they gave her a senior discount and she was pissed. And she made them correct it and pay and she paid more.
4: (laughs) (laughs) She didn't want the senior (laughs) discount. She was pissed. Oh, she
3: was pissed. She did not. She's like, How dare you? So oh, and (laughs) oh, I have, oh gosh, that woman. So let's see. She passed away in 2019. It was 2017. Andrew, Mm -hmm. 2017. Yeah. At that point in my life, my brother and I grew up thinking she was born in 1943. That's what she always told us, Mm -hmm. 1943. I go out there to Lubbock and um, she's like, she had to have like a procedure done. Not a big deal, just day kind Of mm-hmm. thing, <laughs> and, she, and um, they call her and she's like, No, Jacqueline, you just sit here. I was like, Okay, and I'm like, Okay, that's weird. And so, but then I hear him talking and he asks her her date of birth, and she says September 9th, 1941. And I'm over there and I go, What? <laughs> and she goes, Jacqueline, <laughs> and I was like, "And I'm like, What the heck is going on? She comes over to me and she's giggling, she's like, I'll explain later, I'll explain later. So she has her procedure, you know. We take her home, and I'm like, oh, "Okay, WTF, mom? Yeah. What what is going on?" Well, Jacqueline, I didn't want to be older than your dad, so I lied about my age, <laughs> like her whole life. <laughs> yes. mother, mother, you doing this? And she's, I was like, "Why would you lie?" She goes, "I'm a liar."
0: <laughs> I mean, that's a great reason
3: she's just like she didn't want to be older than my dad so she made you know he was born in 1941 so she was born in 1941 or uh, 43 i'm sorry right but right. then i find out the 41 and so and i'm like well no wonder you've been paranoid about when people tell you you're old because you are two years older <laughs> so that was but you know and here's the thing like i've told that story to some people and they're like oh my gosh and that that's illegal and i'm like oh my gosh If you knew my mom, like that was, (laughs) it isn't that (laughs) big a deal. I think it's pretty dang funny. Like she she was like taking charge of her own destiny in her life. And just like, I want to be this age. So I'm going to be, she did what she wanted. And that's what I think. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's what I just, I miss about her. And also I was thinking about it. um, When you brought this, you know, I saw on Instagram that you were doing this. And Mm -hmm. of course, I think about her all the time, anyways. But I was trying to think of stories, and and then you know, just like what she meant, and it really did rock my world when she passed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew she was older, but I just it was just shocking.
0: It was so fast. And yeah. I wasn't
3: ready. I wasn't, <clears throat> right. I wasn't ready for it. Right. And I think that I, I feel like like I lost my best. Not only did I lose my best friend like my best cheerleader, like mm. my life cheerleader, like my mother, had right in my corner, my back, whether I was right or wrong, not that I did a lot of wrong things, but still, yeah. like she was that kind of mother that just like, I don't care what you say about my child. I know she is perfect. And I'd be uh-huh. like, mom, I'm not perfect. She's like, no, Jacqueline, you're perfect. <laughs> like, no, not. And so she just, it was that, does that—I mean, yeah. uncondition—saying unconditional <clears throat> love doesn't even describe it. That woman just thought me and my brother just hung the moon, stars, like she just, yeah. And I miss well,
0: that. I'm, yeah. It just makes me think. Um, one of and it just kind of goes to that point when anything like good happens, my instinct is to call my mom. Those li- the little things that you kind of want somebody to cheer you on a little bit.
3: Um, Yeah. You,
0: you missed that without, without having them around.
3: I am happy to say that, you know, now I can look at her pictures and I can tell stories about her and just, I'm just so thankful that she was my mother. Uh, Like I said, she was, she was a feminist. Uh, She wasn't, she was very spiritual, but Mm -hmm. not in a traditional sense. Mm -hmm. And so she studied all kinds of religions. Like, on her own, she didn't teach them, but she studied them like she was just, oh my gosh, a voracious reader. She could read a three thousand page book in a weekend, like mm-hmm. I mean, and like know it. she yeah. just she loved politics, she was just constant thinker, and so she studied a lot of religions, and so I, she was in oh, I don't know this I guess the Andrew was like in high school or something, and she was in her Buddha phase. And so we're talking and she's like, well, Andrew is an active Buddhist. Ben is a thinking Buddhist.
4: I oh. just went on this
3: thing about like what kind of Buddha they are. Right. And I was just like, and now and at the time I'm thinking, oh good Lord, what my mom, she's so strange. But now it like makes me smile because I'm watching my adult sons and I'm like, you know. I think my mom kind of called it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like okay, I, I see where she was going. Didn't yeah. understand it at the time, but and like you said that I just you really, I think hit the nail on the head when you said that. Like anything, well, even if it's like with your kids, like when yeah. you're talking to one of your kids and they tell you something, like who do you want to share it with? You want to share it with your mom, right? You know, like right because you know they would just love it and right. love it as
0: much as you and. So. I also want to tell her about the like weird, like if anybody has any kind of weird illness, I want to call home <laughs> and be like, okay, here's what's here's, here's the rundown of the symptoms. Mm-hmm. What do you think it is? <laughs> <You know? laughs> is this crazy? Is this weird? Are we okay? Do I need to go to the doctor? And now, you know, oh. my daughter Lily does that to me. She's like, here's what's happening. Do I need to go to the ur- urgent care or not? Mm-hmm. Well, I had kind of forgotten that so that was Mother's Day, twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. for you, and then my mom passed away in October twenty nineteen,
3: and it was yeah. similar. And I remember in- it was on the heels, and I was like, "Oh, girl, I know what yeah. you're going through."
0: Yeah, and it was similar in that it was so fast, mm-hmm. like, you know. Um, so yeah, I'd kind of, I'd kind of forgotten
3: that that we shared that in common. I distinctly remember uh, when it, when that happened, I was. Um, at that time, I mean, I was still having a hard time missing my mom and then seeing you sharing pictures of uh, you and your sister had gone on a trip with your mom and you were so mm. glad you did it. Yeah. And I remember thinking, okay, I missed my mom, but I'm so glad I did not miss any. I did. Going to see my mom in Lubbock was not my favorite thing to do, <laughs> but I am so glad yeah. I made the effort and I did it because. Yeah. We did it, you know, and so I remember thinking that when I saw you had posted that about your mom, that Mm -hmm. because that's all you're kind of left with. Right.
0: Right. You never regret the time you spend together. No. Mm -mm. Even if you got in a fight.
3: Oh, and I have some doozy times. (laughs) My mom and I get in a fight. There was a weird Christmas where me, (laughs) I was still married, but I was living in Albuquerque. We drive to go see them for Christmas. It was between, uh, we drove from Albuquerque to Lubbock. It was four inches of black ice. We're driving there the day before Christmas Eve. And again, you have to remember, like I described my mother's personality, right? Very quiet, Mm -hmm. stoic, loves her alone time. So here I pull in with my two boys, my husband and in there, you know, my brother was in high school at the time into their little house my mom had a crazy dog and then so the volume of the house mm. is right. like ratcheted right <laughs> right plus it's cold outside the boys can't get outside because it was just like this crazy winter blizzard so anyways making the best of it we're cooking and so my I, my mother was just stressing and then like she got upset with me about some like how i was washing a pot or oh my god it's one of my this is one of my brother's favorite stories i should get him <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> to tell his version because he loves this story and and so anyways he she gets mad at me and I get upset and of course me I'm not gonna back down I'm a grown woman I'm a mother I'm like mm-hmm. oh. and I'm like and then of course me I'm just as spitfire as her
4: mm-hmm. like when you get
3: pushed and then I'm like that's it in the car we're leaving oh no so I leave because I'm just like where did that come from? My mother's psycho. She got mad at me about I was watching her pinto bean pot. and you know. And I'm like, that's crazy. So we go back, and this is like Christmas Eve.
4: <laughs> oh, and so, so
3: I was, I could be just as rational as she could be. So get back. We don't talk for a couple of days. She finally calls me. Oh no, no, no! She calls me and leaves me a message, and she says, Jacqueline, I can't find my tea towels. Did you take them? And I hang up and I'm like, oh, my God, that's it. My mother is officially lost it. Don't talk to her for a couple more days. And and then she leaves me another message. Hi, Jacqueline, it's your mother. I found the tea towels. (laughs) This is my brother's favorite story. And then we made up and we were fine. And then so one year he got her tea towels for Christmas and she was mad.
0: (laughs) She was so mad. Oh, how funny. (laughs)
3: <laughs> so i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah no he loved rubbing stuff in hers and my face <laughs> yeah we were oh, very gosh. very entertaining to that young man <laughs> i'm sure
0: i'm sure yeah. well so oh my gosh, great to hear about her and good to catch up with you it's yes really and then, nice so what are you doing
3: to honor your mama well this of course <laughs> this i think I was is beautiful.
0: say yeah i think that's what That's what I'm trying to do using my uh, microphone, so to speak, (laughs) to give other people a platform to talk about their moms. And
3: I've been telling people all week, I said, please tell your mother, happy mother's day for me and tell them, thank you for bringing you into the world. I only tell this to, you know, the people I mean it to, like, I don't tell every, I don't tell strangers, (laughs) but a couple. And I was like, please do thank your mother because like, I appreciate you and your friendship and please thank your mother. Yeah. For me. That's sweet.
0: That's a, that's a sweet way. Yeah. I like that. Andrea has questions is produced, directed, written, edited, and hosted by Andrea Myers. The theme song was composed by Quentin Myers. Shout out to Jackson Myers for technical support. And thanks to Lily Myers for letting me turn her room into a podcast studio. Learn more at andreahasquestions.com. Thanks for listening.